what would you consider to be the leading cause of mental health issues today? I would say that anxiety has significantly increased over the years since I primarily work with younger kids. We're seeing an increase in anxiety and depression. Um, A lot of this is uh, from just the change in our society and uh, younger kids just having easier access to things um, and causing a lot of stress for them when they they don't have access to um, what they're needing or wanting. So just more of a um, anxiety, depression is what we're seeing right now. How would you like to see the communities around you change anxiety and depression as one of the leading causes in health issues? Describe the work that you do. Tell me about how you go into your line of work. Um, Well, being a therapist is not something that you can just graduate from college and become. Um, There's a lot of things that have to happen before you can do what I do. Um, I have my bachelor's degree in child and family studies from Iowa State and then my master's degree in community counseling from University of Nebraska. And after you receive your your master's degree, um, you're required to take a licensure exam. And in addition to that, you have to have 1500 hours of supervised training. Um, And then you can practice uh, or you can start treating clients. So it is quite a process. It takes about two years after you graduate to even become licensed. And I am a registered play therapist, so that is just an additional year of training um, to work with kids and specialize. How do you stay motivated to do your job every day, especially the line of work that you do? It can be emotionally draining yet very rewarding work. Um, We have to hold a lot of stories and what people tell us. Um, We have to hold a lot of that in and we can't come home and vent about it because of our ethical obligation to protect our clients. So that can be, it can cause very high burnout Um, but I would say what keeps me going is when my clients reach their goals and it's very exciting to set goals for them and then to have them come in, whether it be six months or two, three years later, and they've achieved all those goals. That is exciting to me. So I would say knowing that it's possible probably is what keeps me going. What future goals do you have for you and your business? Well, I feel like I have probably accomplished 
what I want to accomplish in my career. Um, having my own private practice, being my own boss, being able to treat the clients I work with the way I believe, um, the way I, I want to treat them um, through my practice is probably, I'm probably at where I want to be. But the one thing I do, I have done some teaching, um, but the one thing I do want to do is write a book and something I've always wanted to do. Um, I just haven't had a lot of time. So I'm hoping um, that at some point in my life, I will write a book, whether it be about theories or interventions that, that help, that will teach other clinicians or um, even maybe just some stories that will help other children work through some of the issues that they've struggled with. So that is probably the ultimate goal and having it published would be a dream come true. When you were growing up, did you always want to be a therapist or did you have another job in mind? No, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a writer. I wanted to be an author. I loved literacy and I loved grammar. Um, I always thought someday I would be an editor. And when I went first went to college, my major was mass communications. And after finding out it was highly competitive, um, I heard about counseling um, kids and families uh, from a friend of a friend and how much they really liked their job. And I thought, oh, that sounds really cool. So. I switched my major and to child and family studies and I haven't, you know, looked back. I just have kept, kept on that path since um, probably my second year of college. Because of the pandemic, have you seen a large increase in the patients that you see? I would say since the pandemic, I've seen a significant increase in anxiety from maybe kids ages five to 10. Um, and mainly because of their, where they are developmentally, they don't necessarily understand what is going on with the pandemic, how serious it is, um, you know, hearing the news and the stories about people dying and the the, you know, hundreds of thousands of people dying sends immediate fear and anxiety to them. Um, so that is where I've seen a big increase in my cases um, since the pandemic. But as far as, um, you know, workload, it, it really hasn't changed. Um, as far as having more clients or, or um less clients. It really has been steady about the same. It's just more about what the issues are. And we're just seeing a lot of um, younger kids struggling with anxiety at this time. Do you have any favorite stories from your work life? 
Well, due to confidentiality, I can't give any specific stories about clients or what they've been through. But I would say, what I can say is probably my most rewarding work was when I worked in the hospital. Um, I worked with chronic and terminally ill children and their families. And that was by far um, one of the best uh, jobs I had because of the kids I worked with. Um, my job was to help them feel better emotionally. And these were kids that were, you know, unhappy. They were very sick, very ill, um, some dying, um, and depressed because of their illness were not allowed to be around other kids for long periods of time. They were not able to do anything normal. Um, so being able to give them hope and um, see some happiness in their lives was probably some of the best times I had. You know, we would celebrate birthdays, um, end of treatment parties, um, Probably one of my favorite stories is a little girl who spent, uh, you know, seven or eight months on our bone marrow transplant unit, and she would make these little pins, um, and she would make them for the nurses and for the staff, and she would sell them and make money, and it was just, it was, gave her something to look forward to each day, so, but those are the those, that was a time in my life where I probably have the best stories and um, unforgettable moments. If you could talk to a younger version of yourself, what would you say? Well, when it comes to my career and my job and my professional focus, I probably would tell my younger self not to change anything. I wouldn't have done anything different. And I would tell myself to just keep going.